This is a marketing communication. Please refer to the key information document or KID before making any final investment decisions. Investing involves risk. The value of an investment and the income from it may fall as well as rise and investors might not get back the full amount invested. Past performance does not predict future returns. The mention of any particular security or strategy should not be considered as a recommendation. For further information on the Alliance Technology Trust, please go to www.alliancetechnologytrust.com. Hello and welcome to Silicon Valley Bite Size, where we present regular updates on the tech sector from Alliance Technology Trust. I'm John Cronin, standing in again for regular presenter Cherry Reynard. And for this episode of Bite Size, I'm joined by Mike Seidenberg, fund manager of the Trust. Now, in our previous podcast, Mike and I discussed the cybercrime and cybersecurity challenges facing the technology sector and wider global businesses. We looked at how business and governments are rising to that challenge in the face of increasing cyber attacks. Now, if you haven't listened to the show already, make sure you check it out. You can go to Silicon Valley Bite Size on any of your favourite podcast apps. But it's a big topic and we wanted to delve deeper. So for this edition of Silicon Valley Bite Size, I want to get inside the companies that focus on cybersecurity. Mike, Clearly, they see themselves as part of the solution. So what are the companies and what do they offer? Yeah, I think the leading companies, for the most part, offer a multitude of solutions. And that really speaks to two things. A, you know, this is a constrained resource on the operator side. So there's, you know, the demand for cybersecurity professionals outstrips the supply by a large amount. In fact, I think the last report I looked at, there were 2 million open recs um, related to cybersecurity. Um, I think that was a U.S. only number. So this is a good um, time to be a cybersecurity I mean, expert. It, this is a great time to be a cybersecurity expert. I mean, this is this is probably the heyday. Um, but So you have a scenario where you have a finite set of resources that need to run these systems, right? Um, and you have this kind of the pain point being this narrative of false positives, which happen a lot, right? So you're spending resources against things you think are the problem, but it really isn't the problem. And therefore, if if you think about the companies that are going to do well, there are companies that have a multitude of solutions, right? They provide more than one just aspect of that layered approach. Um, you know, I think about, you know, in, in no particular order here, um, I think about, you know, companies like a Palo Alto Networks, which has just a really robust suite of solutions that are very well integrated and, you know, allow the companies to get some operational efficiencies as they go across the various problems, problem areas um, in cybersecurity. Um, you know, they're, they're a company that comes to mind, I think, in terms of, you know, a company like a CrowdStrike, which is really using not only, um, you know, kind of next generation endpoint, but also doing a, a lot of other data collection to take it back and to create solutions around, you know, kind of mitigating uh, cyber risks. Um, you know, I think that we all are, all of the investors would really like to find a company that's more kind of what I call cybersecurity operations focused. Um, there really isn't a great solution for that today. Um, I think that, uh, interestingly enough, I think that as AI 
is further implemented across the cybersecurity uh, universe, um, you'll see more operational efficiencies uh, because I think that you know that's a good example of using artificial intelligence and the beneficiary of lots of data in order to kind of mitigate uh, some of the challenges from an operational perspective. Um, there are just a couple of companies. Those are two that come to mind. I mean, there's lots of different companies, but I think the important thing here is the understanding that you know what we hear consistently from companies uh, as we go about our due diligence, which includes lots of listening to the companies and going out and talking to system integrators and chief security officers and whatnot is really wanting to do more with less vendors, primarily just to get that operational efficiency. You mentioned AI there. Um, how much of a game changer is artificial intelligence in uh, the approach that companies can take to combating cyber crime? I mean, I think the the real answer today is it's TBD, right? Because I don't really, I don't think anyone really knows. We're still working it out. Yeah. Having said that, it should be a big beneficiary if you just think about the notion of collecting lots of data from different devices across, uh, you know, whether that's an endpoint, whether that's an Internet of Things world, et cetera, et cetera, and bringing it back and using the, you know, the sophisticated algorithms and improve the outcomes, it should be a big beneficiary. Um, you know, I also would tell, I would also tell our investors uh, or investors in the space you know, a lot of this is has already started to happen and is happening, obviously, with the advent uh, or with the, just the heightened awareness around artificial intelligence. It just happens to be more top of mind. But, yeah, I think I think it really it should help solve some of the more difficult problems over time. And we've been thinking specifically about companies that focus on cybersecurity. Yep. But are there others involved in the supply chain? Absolutely. And that's more of a new thing. So if I think about, you know, whether it's integrating security aspects to things like communications equipment, right? So some of the companies that traditionally have been pure play communications equipment uh, providers are now integrating security aspects either to have a kind of a rudimentary solution uh, on their particular piece of equipment or, and more likely, to feed that endpoint, in that information coming off that box back to one of the cybersecurity companies. And I think that's a great example of just how the ecosystem works together. You're also seeing, you know, in, in some uh, kind of, in some technologies like storage, um, you're seeing a security aspect being integrated into a version of, of, uh, of storage, of um, DRAM, you know, DRAM storage. Now, Mike, finally, I, I, I want you to put your fund manager hat on for this and, and take a look at the investment opportunity. Um, the opportunity in cybersecurity has been well flagged, but how is the market growing and innovating in this space? It's one of the more innovative sectors I look at. From a growth perspective, I think that, you know, and I already threw out the, the comment about the 12.6% per annum growth, you know, by definition, that makes you secular, right? If we're talking about a number out to 2030 and that type of growth rate, that, that, that to me speaks to the secular nature of cybersecurity. You know, like most things in technology, it'll ebb and flow, right? There are going to be years where it grows much higher and years where it grows, grows um, lower. I think that, you know, post the pandemic, uh, you know, where we saw valuation stretched, 
Um, you know, we've seen those valuations come in. And, you know, where I look at the cybersecurity as a subsector today, it appears to be, you know, a, a healthy opportunity from a risk reward perspective. So, I mean, I, I'm excited about the long term growth aspects of the sector. Um, it's something that we as 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 a team spend a lot of time on. We have some dedicated resources um, on the team that really focus almost to the almost exclusively on it. Um, so, you know, I think it's one of, you know, if I use a real estate analogy, I think it's one of the better, better neighborhoods in technology uh, spending uh, looking forward. Now, I know you'll be careful with this question, but how do you make sure you don't pay too much? Sure. Well, I mean, like everything we do in the trust, it's really a matter of risk and reward, right? We look at the opportunity. We look at what we think the company is going to do from an, from a model perspective. And then we look at what we think is fair fair valuation uh, longer term. And then, you know, from that, we have a sense of what what is our potential upside and what's our potential downside. Uh, with the caveat, we have the right to change our minds uh, throughout the process. Uh, but, you know, I, we don't approach this sector any differently than we do our other sectors from our process, which really is to create that mosaic to overlay, um, you know, what type of companies are in that particular universe and then to think about, you know, what exactly are we playing for? What what is the potential outcome on the positive side and what's it on the negative side? And Mike, lastly, how do you make sure that you've got a diversity of opportunities when it comes to this space? Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, luckily, there are a lot of different companies. Uh, and as I alluded to earlier, you know, it, there are lots of different companies in, in cybersecurity. And uh, it's much more of a layered approach today uh, from a framework perspective. So we make sure that we're that we're focused on the layers of security that we think have the both best growth characteristics. Uh, unfortunately, as I sit here today in London, this is actually the I would normally be at the RSA, which is the large uh, cybersecurity uh, trade show that happens kind of once a year. So luckily, I have a couple of my teammates over there doing meetings. But you know, you really I think it's really important from a uh, from an obsolescence perspective that when you're investing in cybersecurity, you really understand, you know, what is the, how relevant is the company? Because this is probably, this is a subsector where I think companies become obsolete quickest due to the changing nature, which isn't just the company, you know, the company perspective, but it's also remember the adversaries are constantly changing vectors from, from an attack perspective, right? So a, a method that may have worked, you know, today may not work two years from now because there, that vector of attack is no longer prevalent. So, so companies, as you're indicating, they need to keep their fingers on the pulse. hundred percent. From an investment perspective, I guess that's what you need to do as well. 100%. Keep a close eye. Yeah. It's really, it's really having a process. It's really understanding, you know, what, who are, what is really happening at the end markets. And then obviously translating that information back to making the best business, best investment decisions for our customers. Well, Mike, um, it's been a fascinating conversation on a really important topic, but sadly, we're out of time. <laughs> well, it's great to, great to be here in person and appreciate your time. Well, thank you very much indeed, Mike. And if you've got any questions on the trust, please do go to the website. That's alliancetechnologytrust.com or contact one of the sales team. And of course, my thanks to Mike for his insights and his wisdom on the subject. And thank you for listening from all of us. It's goodbye. Goodbye.